0: uh ladies and gentlemen boys and girls friends beyond the binary and my patron peeps uh good night patron peeps sleep well and what do you say we get out the show uh hey are you up all night tossing turning mind racing trouble getting to sleep trouble staying asleep well welcome this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'll do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. Whether it's thoughts, you know, thoughts, things on your mind, uh, feelings, anything like emotionally coming up for you. So thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, changes in time or temperature or routine, and uh, we would have like just got distracted. Sorry about that. Uh, My mind, my mind just petered out. Just kind of like this podcast peters out. So whatever scheme I could like to take your mind off, it stuff stuff could be thought could be nothing on your mind. Last night was I had a baffling one where I said, "What is going on here?" I play by all the sleep rules. Luckily, there's no there's no rules. That's just what people say. All the, what do they call it? All the uh, sleep hygiene things. Uh, and you say, so whatever is keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that. And I'd like to keep you company if I could. And the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. Oh, so creaky are my dulcet tones. More creaky than dulcet. Uh, Pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. I I, I have a tendency to use filler words, muttering, uh, stammering, and then peter out. uh, so, I mean, that's like a sound effect of an old-fashioned car on a cartoon. I've never been com- compared to that, but I'm sure people have thought about it. They say, well, I can't put my finger on it, but Scooter reminds me of something, not someone. see one of those cars with, like, in a comedy where they're trying to wi- you got to wind it up on the front of it, and then it makes a, a noise a bit like a train. It putters. Uh, and uh, then... It uh, stalls out, but it doesn't kind of stall, like, oh, yeah, wasn't there a car on one of those cartoons that, like, uh, it even made that sound and it had a face? So, yeah, I guess you're right. I I guess I am a bit like that imaginary cartoon car. But if you're new, a couple things to know. Uh, I'm here to keep you company as you fall asleep, which is this, that's very different than most podcasts, even most sleep audio. And so you f- you might find this podcast, it ju- it's just not for everybody, but I hope it works for you. The, other, the only thing is it, it does take a few tries to get used to. And that's what most regular listeners say, which is like hundreds of thousands of people have said. And, and I guess I'm proud of this, that they gave it a few tries. I'm proud of them. They said, yeah, it took two or three tries before I realized you just kind of barely listen to Scooter. It, it's a... Uh, It's kind of like a passive listening. It's different than passive listening or background noise, but it's just like out of focus listening. Uh, And then I I became a regular listener because it helped take my mind off stuff and put me to sleep. So this is a podcast you don't really listen to. You may not like it. Totally normal. Uh, You may be skeptical or doubtful. Makes a lot of sense to me. So those things are true. The, um what else is Oh, so the other thing is this doesn't really put you to sleep. I'm here to keep you company while you drift off. The reason the podcast's over an hour so you ha- you have reassurance. You say, "Oh, I got plenty of time to fall asleep. Scoots is going to be here to keep me company." And here's the thing. I'm going to be here to keep you company whether you're awake or asleep. I'm here for you. So if you can't sleep, I'm going to be here for over an hour to the very end. And you could queue up episode after episode after episode if you need it. But if you're asleep, I'm still here. I'm still here keeping you company. I'm on, I'm kind of like on call. So those are a couple other things. Another thing that can throw new listeners off is the structure of the show. Show starts off with a greeting. So, you know, hopefully you feel seen and welcomed. Then there's business, uh, listener support, and then the sponsors that support the podcast to be free. Uh, then there's the intro, which we're in right now. And the intro goes from around, I don't know, minute six or minute eight to about minute 20 or 22. And the intro is essentially a show within a show. It, it But it also, it's a show within a show within a show because uh, what I mean by that is, okay, so the intro is in the show, so that's the first within the show uh then the the next uh doll down you know those nesting dolls, so the intro also it has a couple purposes: it introduces you, the new listener to the show, or for the regular listener, what up regular listeners uh or what about uh, semi new listeners or coming back listeners on a comeback? That's a setup. A setback's a setup for a comeback. So I'm glad to have you back here. So those, uh, okay. But either way, so the intro does two things: it introduces people to the show, but it also gives you some distance, some wind down time, because this podcast, even when it puts you to sleep, it keeps you company as you drift off to sleep. So you could kind of use the intro in different ways once you get used to the show. 3% of people now skip the intro and start the story, start the show at 20 minutes. Then another few thousand people uh, listen to story-only episodes on Patreon. But for the majority of listeners, they listen to the intro as they're either in bed getting comfortable... Or they're out of bed, getting re- you know, either getting ready for bed or doing some sort of wind down bedtime routine. Uh, and, and the podcast kind of serves as a supplement to ease you into bedtime uh, and give you like a kind of smooth landing pad. Uh, so that you, you, yeah, you, you just don't because I i just haven't had any luck falling asleep instantly. So that's what I mean. So there's so that's the intro. Then there's business between the intro and the show. That's just how podcast business structure works. Uh, then there's a story tonight. Will be our episode recap of uh, an episodically modular series. I guess it's a serialized series. Uh, Mandalorian and Mandalorian. Now, if you don't watch that show or you do watch the show, don't worry. These will be. You don't have to have watched the show. There may be spoilers, because I am going to talk about the episode, but in a pretty indirect way. So then there'll be my talking about Mandalorian. Then there'll be thank yous and good nights. So so that's the structure of the show. The reason I make the show is because you deserve a good night's sleep. That's what I truly believe. And that our world will be a better place if you get the rest you need and deserve. That That's just, that'd be a good thing for everybody. I mean, it'd be nice. And the other reason is because I've been there. I know how it feels there in the deep dark night, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep. So that's a couple of things. The other things, it's just my, my mind tends to, you know, go off on tangents. That's another reason I just, I guess I'm... Make this show like the like I do later in the episode talk about Boba Fett and Boba Balls, but I didn't think about it as a tongue twister with Bo Bridges. So you have Bo Bridges, Bo Bridges, uh, a sibling of Jeff Bridges, not related to Jeff Daniels. Though I get that mixed up all the time. Common mistake for me. So that's okay. I mean, I'm sure it's not okay with the Bridges brothers. Uh, uh, Now, what was the the other one? Uh, I was thinking whenever I talk about the Bridges, then I got to talk about uh, somebody else. But my brain just went blank. Oh, the Bacon brothers. And Bo, my imaginary. So I do write... uh, Bacon Brothers in Bo, Bo Bo Bridges Bacon Brothers fan fiction. A figure named Bo Bacon. He's the forgotten Bacon brother. He says, "I'm one degree of separation from Kevin Bacon, but I'm not in the Bacon Brothers band." So, but then I was thinking about, okay, Bo Bacon and Bo Bridges balance Boba balls on Boba Fett. Uh, is that, that's kind, That's not a, really a tongue twister. That's something I'd like to see. Well, or they could bake boba. I don't think you bake boba balls anyway, but they could bake boba balls. Bo Bridges bakes bo, boba balls. You're right. We do need some sort of modified. What is that called? Is that an adjective or an adverb? Adjectives end in L-Y, right? Beautiful, beautifully balanced boba balls. Beautifully balanced. Now I'm trying to find another B word, but before blossom, what's a B word that starts banana blossom, boba balls. They say scoots from the Institute of uh, Tongue Twisters, Tongue Twisters International. Okay, go ahead. I got got you on the line here. Uh, You scoots, normally that's too many words to be in a tongue twister. We don't have a hard and fast rule, but that's way too many words. Oh, really? Huh. That's good. Where, where's your headquarters? Is it in my imagination? The International Institute of, uh, would you say tongue twisters? Tongue twisters international. It is in your imagination. Okay. So let's run through this then. Bowbridges bakes banana, bob boba. Bu- there you go. I stood there. My tongue was twisted there. Scooter, your tongue's twisted a lot of the time though. Okay. You got me on a technicality. Bowbridges bakes boba bu- bu- balls. Oh, whoops, uh, banana, bacon, blossom, bo- b- balanced, banana, bacon, blossom, boba balls, b- beautifully, beautifully balanced, banana, bacon, boba balls before b- b- betroth could bo- boba balls be betrothed to, to does betrothed just particularly mean uh, engaged or could it mean like I've promised these, you say, sorry, like say, okay. So we say, let's say Bo Bridges is sitting around his house, baking boba balls and, uh, the, the, the Bo Bacon comes over and Je- Jeff Daniels and they say, Bo, what's that smell? Oh, I'm baking boba balls. Uh, wow. It smells like banana. Oh yeah. Beautifully balanced banana, bacon, boba balls is bu- banana blossom actually. But, uh, what's a banana blossom, bow? Uh, <laughs> by the way, how many, but this is getting ridiculous. This is why I love making this show. Uh, and then you say, can I have some? No, they've been betrothed to Boba Fett. Okay. That, but, but could you just say Boba? No, because then people might think I'm giving Boba balls to just Boba. These particular Boba Balls are betrothed to Boba Fett. Uh, There's the invoice right here. So you sold them to Boba Fett? No, because Boba Fett does not work with money. Boba Fett works with uh, a more ancient system of... uh, So they're betrothed to Boba Fett uh, in a long time away. Galaxy far, far away, a long time ago. Bo, are you mixed up with Doc Brown again? I am. He showed up with Obi-Wan Kenobi. And, uh, he said, robes where we're going, we don't need any robes. we just need boba balls. And I said, you're in the right place. I'm a, I'm a, that's my hot Bo Bridges hobby making boba balls. Uh, I'm the first person to bake boba balls. As a matter of fact, uh, oh, really, this is so interesting. How'd you get into baking boba balls, Bo? Who uh, would we, who'd you? Oh, would, where are? Oh, let me set it up. Welcome to the uh, Bacon Brothers podcast. I'm Bob Bacon. I'm here talking about things I encounter uh, during my day, uh, and I'm here uh, recapping the time I showed up at Bo Bridges' house uh, and found him baking Boba balls for Boba Fett. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, is your brother Brad? Brad Bacon uh, around? Why are you asking about Brad Bacon, Bo? Well, I just remember you remember when he was called Bad Brad Bacon. I do, Bo. Yeah, I like. I just think that's cool. Like, you see the cool. Like, I know uh, Kevin's. You know the main Bacon brother. Oh, thanks a lot, Bo. I thought we were friends. Well, no, no, I mean, not, you know, you're the one at my house. Uh, you're the one that gets to t- taste my, ba- you know, my test, you know, my, my test bakes. Uh, I just like saying bad Brad bacon. And I know Scooter does too. Okay, Bo. Uh, anyway, back to, I'm here with uh, Bo Bridges. He's making beautifully balanced uh, bacon, banana blossom, boba balls, betrothed to boba Fett. Before we get off, I just saw it. Wondered if you could think of any other B words we could uh, gratuitously slip into here. Also, we've learned we're in violation of the tongue twister, the tongue twister international. They've got to be like, wait a second, no one's spun any tongue. Is there tongue twisting tales that should be? That could be my next podcast. Uh, I think it's called Sleep with Me, Scoots. Oh yeah. I just, but I don't always use the same letters. I just, my tongue twists on its own. So funny funniest thing. I'm always tongue twisted, but I can't fold my tongue into a taco. Like, like whatever, I don't know, percentage of the population can do that. Uh, Bo Bacon can. What about bad, bad Brad Bacon? What about, could we get a word, like, could we fit a bard in there? No. butter Buttery. Bob Boba bo, 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 bo balls, uh but and uh okay. We you're right, it petered out. Just like I said at the beginning of the podcast, eventually it peters out. So thank you so much, Bad Brad Bacon, Bo Bacon, Bo Bridges, Boba Fett, Boba Ball bo boba balls, everybody everywhere. Uh, I appreciate your time. This podcast can can get silly. I mean, uh but i'm here to barely put a smile on your face that was an example it was ex if if you were barely laughing that was an accident i was just really intrigued cuz i was picturing you like a ho- like not not in a ostentatious hollywood hills house you know just halfway up a hill, the hill with good view windows open boba ball steams going out the window bow bridges is in an apron uh, and then, uh, Bob Bacon shows up, Boba, you know, and then somewhere in a galaxy far, far away, Bob is, you know, waiting, saying, when am I, I got to get those Boba balls. Uh, Fennec, go out. Has the delivery come? What time did Doc Brown and Obi-Wan say they were going to be here? Well, they had to stop at the, uh, no robes shop. Uh, oh, so anyway, I'm glad you're here. Uh, this podcast obviously is very different, not for everybody, but I really hope it can barely make you laugh or at least take your mind off of stuff and keep you company while you drift off. I appreciate your time. I work very hard. I yearn and I strive. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to be here for you twice a week for free. All right, everybody. It's Scoots here back on the plus. Uh, that's where I paused it, right at the beginning, chapter thirteen, season two, episode six. Could we, are we here so soon? I can't believe it, uh, but we are. And what a what an exciting uh, episode! Of course, for personal reasons, as you'll see later on, as well as uh, just a great episode. I think this is one of those episodes that people are going to look back on and say, wow, like, it's kind of in the, towards the middle of the season, but a little bit closer to the back end. a lot in this episode, clocking in at a super tight 33 and a half minutes. And that's with uh, 33.50 with uh, all the credits in the beginning and the end, you know, beginning tags too. But really, I mean, holy moly, I got to make sure, let me turn on everything. Subtitles on, muted, it's muted, and we get to recap snow, oh, I thought it was snow, but no, it's the desert, and it's uh, Fennec uh, sleeping, uh, after parting ways with the Mandalorian being discovered, then we see Tano and Mando have their little dually-poo, we see the power of the Beskar, uh, we see Oso, we see Oso and Ashoka in the moon. Why look at that moon way up high, watching everything go by, including interactions between a Jedi and a Yodish being. Uh, we also know, his, we, like we learned his name is Grogu, or their name, excuse me, is Grogu. Uh, and we learned the mission for this episode, bring him to some rock, uh, Where he could see a seeing stone, where he could sit there and uh, ruins of Typhon, or or, on Typhon ruins of a temple, seeing stone at the top of a mountain. Then we get our glimpse of the dark troopers and Moff Gideon, and Moff Gideon's ship flying by, tracking beacons on the Razor Crest, uh, according to the assets. And we get a really good uh, Moff Gideon smile, uh, which is, you know, it's always good. Well, not, not always good to see Moff Gideon smile. But uh, Gian- Giancarlo Esposito, it's nice to see him smile uh, because he can put so much into just his facial. I mean, so he doesn't have to speak sometimes. Uh, then we have the Star Wars opening Lucasfilm first, of course, I'm sorry then Star Wars, then the Razor, razor Crest, not the Razor Crest, uh, and we see Green Planet, uh, we also in the ball. Get some early comedy that I'm going to have to roll through here that is, again, just so the writing uh, and so true to character. Uh, just uh, and it just shows also a little bit of a character growth uh, that Mando's kind of having fun. So Oso's playing with the ball. Mando says Grogu, Yo Grogu, uh, and Grogu looks at him uh, and says, Correct, and he laughs, uh, and then he's so happy about it. Uh, the next time Grogu looks away, says Grogu, and uh, he can't, he can't believe it. Uh, and he says, "Give me the ball." The ship. Believe it or not, the ship is not functional without the ball. It also kind of shows that a relationship, uh, and he doesn't have to give consequences, or he actually gets it back. Uh, but he says, "Actually, I just wanted to see it do some force again." And he tries to get Gro to Gro to Grogu to do it, uh, or Oso. It's okay if Oso is his nickname, right? Or the child. Oso so Oso is not able. Oh, Ogu, no, that doesn't work, uh, but Oso has some, some trouble, then he gets it, Mando says, dang, fer- dank, Farrak, uh, and uh, first Oso's a little confused, but he, uh, like, he thinks his papa mad, but he said, no, 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 I'm not mad, I'm like, oh, this is how my, you know, this is how v- fathers are portrayed, uh. And some fathers even buy into it and decide, uh, they get buzz cuts and they, uh, you know, expect their children to be, uh, uh trained for the, uh, but he goes, but no, I'm just celebrating you. Uh, I'm not going to be a football coach father. And he said, the nice lady said you had training, but, uh, nice lady. I just, that's just gold. That's such a good, uh, and he says, you're very special. If your head wasn't green, I would kiss, and I didn't have a helmet on, I would kiss your head. And then he heads into this planet, you know, get some beeping going. Here we go. You uh, know, I, I guess uh, this is like, let uh, me pause it. And l- uh, let me run through a couple pages of uh, my notes and then go through the dialogues. I don't want to miss anything. Dang, ferrick, not mad, you did good. Nice lady, I underlined that. Sites, you're very special, kid. Find that place. I underlined. you belong. Take care of you and try to grow, grow you into a Jedi. I can't teach you. Learn, learn of that more of that Jedi stuff, uh, Mando. Oh, and also I put a note like Mando's talking. It kind of seems like both Oso and himself, you know. I think that I don't know if there's like been a study of because there's not been of like science fiction or theorizing what life would be like in the cockpit of a spaceship. Uh, maybe like, and I'm not kidding, this is none of this is a joke. Uh, You'll have to re listen to On the Road, uh, the trucking podcast, because it's like when you spend a lot of time in the cabin of something with yourself or just one other sentient being. Uh, that like uh, you start to do your internal dialogue. I, I mean, I projected, it. I, t- I mean, I'm sure if, it, if people were, I talked to Koa pretty much 12 hours a day, my dog, and I'm sure 90% of it is like very v- v- thinly veiled subtext messages to myself. Uh, then we have the title, The Tragedy, which if you say, oh boy, uh, Razor Crest Jets by. Love the sound effects in the air. Green canyons. Uh, Love the dialogue. Magic rock. Can't land on top. Windows down. Flying Mando. Lands music. uh, Stairs. Round stone. This is it. Uh, Some echo music. Big rocks. Does this uh, look Jedi to you? I guess you sit right here. Okay, here we go. Seeing stones. <laughs> this is like the best written dialogue. Uh, it's just been getting better and better. I mean, because I guess uh, more and more, time, it was just so much more growth. Uh, like a fine wine. It like, uh, you say, Scoots, what's your favorite part? I mean, for you about Ma- Ma- the Mandalorian? And I say, well, the, Man- the Di- like, because, uh I mean, this is true, though. Empathy with characters. Well, the Mandalorian is just like, in only a few aspects, a bit like me. His internal life, my internal life, may be similar. Okay, let's just see. We got the chapter 14 here on the live play. Green planet. uh, Very Earth-like, even the clouds and everything goes in, mountainous region, Oso's holding the ball, Mando's, uh, you know, checking the scopes and stuff, and looking, it looks like that's the magic rock, uh, not the magic bus or the magic school bus, but the magic rock, it makes me want to sing magic rock, uh, and they uh, do a, a sharp turn. I didn't even notice in any of my watches how they both lean into the turn, I guess, meaning the planet has gravity. Sorry, buddy, can't land on top too small. We'll travel down the last stretch with windows down. Straight cut to Mando flying with Grogu loving it like a kid on a roller coaster. If they were allowed infant-sized beings on roller coasters, Grogu would love it. Got a Mando looking strapping. Goes into this uh, collection of uh, hinge henge. Which we'll hear the term later. So I, don't, well, I guess I prematurely hinged. Uh, almost reminds me a little bit of uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, Shots from above Albuquerque. Um, see some well, even in the foreground, we'll see some nice bushes and uh, some great shrubs. Uh, you see, who was in charge of the shrubs on that episode of *Mandalorian*? Because uh, they did a good job. And I'm, again, once again, I'm not being facetious. You see top five. Well, I said I don't know if it could be in the top five, but uh, something I don't top. I don't make a list except for the one I just made. I say I enjoyed the shrubs. Which uh, Grogu on the Seeing Stone waiting to see anything? Gro- Grogu see uh, Grogu call Oso the child. The, then Mandalorian touches his helmet, does some thermal imaging, looking for a control, walks around the seeing stone, and uh, there's a run- runes on the seeing stone. Then a butterfly comes in. Is it just one? Uh, maybe multiple. Blue moss or butterfly. Grogu reaches out to it, but uh, can't reach it. I think there's multiple ones. Ashoka so said, you do the rest, buddy. And then, uh, and he's sitting in lotus position. At least you can't see under his shirt. Then another ship comes in, a familiar one. And the reason it's familiar to me is because I've seen other kids. Have, I never had that toy, but uh I think my cousin John did. Pretty sure that's who had it. So I know I played with it. And pretty yeah, now I'm like ninety nine percent sure it was my cousin John. And he had that because it came with uh, it was it came out after return, return around the time Return of the Jedi was in the theaters, and it came with uh, a uh, a package for transport uh, Han Solo, so it was really cool and had a little place to keep him and everything. Uh, so let's run through my notes. Do you see anything? Mando looks uh, for controls, butterfly, Oso reaches out, come on kid, you'll do the rest. Uh, oh, he even puts a note here, what, the toy for my childhood, question mark. Uh, Oso touches a stone, Mando looks, uh, that ship lands, Oso th- th- gets into the zone, all of a sudden the r- runes, runes turn blue, energy starts to flow. Or Grogu, Oso goes into a Zen-like mode. Cannot penetrate. Uh, something out. Snap out of it, kid. Oso is in the zone, though. Watches uh, Grove. Oh, someone he looks down to the ship. Someone exits. I'll buy you some time. Can you please hurry up? Then we get to see Mando go down a hill, very like he's dancing. Uh, he's so. Uh, Spry. Some laser blasts he hides? Uh, been tracking you. Mandalorian? Cloaked figure? Jedi? After the child? No answer. Cloak off. Uh, for around my armor? Nope, not yours. Mine. Cob with Tatooine. Belong of me. Mando something. Sample me making his way in the world today takes everything you got. He says, "Did you take a break from all your worries? Sure would help a lot." But in the glory, glazy like his father before me. Sometimes I like reading this stuff and then going back because it's like bad poetry. Uh, the creed back and forth, uh, sharpshooter on the ridge, uh, Beskar, the Henge. That's like a nickname of somebody, the Henge. Didn't we have a nickname last episode too? The something? Hey, w- are you the Henge man? Yeah. Be- why do you call him the Henge? Cause he's, he's always stall you know, 420, the Henge it, for the Henge. It's 420, 24 hours a day. So he's made of stone because he's always stoned. Uh, doesn't quite make sense. Uh, surrounded by maybe it'd be the roommate of some like a like it lived in like a like a suite and they were the only person that didn't smoke. Surrounded by stones, but it's actually the arrangement of the stones. So maybe maybe it'd be the hinge. Who knows? I don't know, Miss Fennec, uh not the, ki- not kid. Here, chat. No need. Put down the jetpack. Uh, sometime. Sit down. Have a chat. Fennec Casper helmet at side. Fate steps in to record the wretched cyber ter- term termite. Uh, salty of child for armor. Fair deal. Uh, so let's run through this. Uh, And see how inaccurate my writing was. Oso touches a stone. Some great, uh, not just a shrub behind Oso, but it looks like a stack of wheat. Great jet trails as the ship comes in, lands. Uh, Then Mando goes, hey kid, we gotta move. That's when the power comes on. Oso goes, eyes closed, we gotta go. There's like a magnetic repulsion or a Beskarian repulsor. Snap out of it. So Mando tries once to get in. Says we got to get out of here. And uh, it's covered in energy. A bit like a a bluish version of what Neo sees in the Matrix. Uh, Mando checks the heat signature. See someone leave that ship. Uh, Then now he's like, I'm going to buy you some time. So he goes down. Uh, we see a nice uh, shot of the stones. Um, of course, the whole time I was waiting, I said, is that a Jedi? When's the is going to show up? Uh, so another good case of misdirection by storytellers and subverting expectation in a good way. So Mando sees some laser blasts, uh, hides out behind a rock, uh, but he says, you know, I'm the Mandalorian. So but we see someone I've been tracking you, a know, man in a cloak, uh. And he's got some equipment on his back. Uh, he looks real tough. Especially since he, he doesn't have armor. He's not hiding out. Uh, Mandalorian says, you a Jedi? He just stands there looking for the child. He just stands there and stares. Uh, takes his cloak off. We see he's like a, a famous like a clone original or whatever. Son of a clone. Son of a clone. He says, I want my armor. The, the armor you got on your ship, not your armor. From The ones you got from Cob Vanth, Cobb Vanth on Tatooine. Belongs to me. You Mandalorian? He okay, goes, no, I'm a simple man. Making his way through the galaxy. Just like my father. Just take the creed. He goes, I give my allegiance to no one. He goes, well, Beskar belongs to the Mandalorians, taken during the purge. Uh and he says, That armor is my father's, it's mine. And Mando says, you know, I don't like your attitude. And he goes, Well, I got a sharp sharpshooter with me. And Mando goes, Okay, well, I've got Beskar on and I'm really tough. Uh and he goes, Well, she's not aiming at you, buddy. Your companion on the hinge, uh, and that's when Fennec says, yeah, you got a keen ear, Mando? It's me. And uh, uh, the other character almost grins. Uh, Mando goes, okay, please, uh, just leave the kid alone. And that's when the other character, who turns out to be Boba Fett, will just get to it. He goes, no need for for battling. We could just talk it out. And he's serious. He does not like It's not a strategy. So Fennec comes down, Boba Fett uh, lays down his arms, everybody does, uh, Mando takes off his jetpack, uh, Fennec takes off her helmet, and she's still glaring, uh, and he goes, what happened to you? And she goes, she, he goes, uh, Boba says, uh. Yes, yeah, someone left her in the the desert. But sometimes fate steps in to rescue the wreck, wretched. Great, I mean seriously, line maybe the line of the season. But sometimes fate steps in to rescue the wretched, and she says Boba Fett was my fate. Uh, I think that's the first name. Now I'm in his service. The first time he's named. By the way, I want my armor back. Uh, uh, then they go back and forth, belonging to my father, Belongs to Mandalorians. uh Mandalorians. Uh, if you give me the armor, I can guarantee the safety of the child and your own. And Fennec says there's like a bounty worth 10 suits of armor. And Boba says that's a fair deal. Then a ship comes in. So let's go back to my notes. The so transport... Uh, let's see, transport ship comes in, Mando runs up the hill, also still in the zone, time to go kid, more magnetic resistance, repulses Mando, it makes him even go to sleep for a second, uh, Boba and Fennec watch uh, the door go down on the, um, uh, what do you call that? The door goes down on the transport. Then there's like a lot of ordering by whoever the commander is of so these stormtroopers. Even calls somebody, he uses the I word, IDI, you know, the idiot word. Boba waits with staff, uh, something people. Great, one of the great action sequences of the <laughs> Star Wars history. Uh, there's a couple this season. And this isn't a criticism of anything else, but it's just like a pace. A, it happens at a small-scale, consumable pace, uh, uh, which just makes it uh, like uh, really enjoyable. And it's, maybe there's something that happens at, day, at daytime on a planet with a sun like ours. I don't know if that I, it does doesn't seem important, but, it, you know, so much of uh, like so much of the Star Wars films take place either on in the darkness of space or in darkness. It just I just realized that I said, why did I enjoy this uh, dance off so much? Uh, also, the, the stormtrooper armor does not stand a chance and they have mortars, uh, cannons, music. Uh, Fennec runs, that was the one part of the episode that you said, well, uh, gets low, pinned down, boulder time, awesome. Uh, Boba finishes the rest, uh, uh, Har, he looks on Razor Crest or something, Fennec's still dealing with about 10, another ship comes in, oh dear, Mando wakes up. Oso's in the zone. Sees the trips. He makes a third try, which is not a charm to get Oso. Uh he says, okay, I'm gonna protect you, stay there. Goes downhill. Oso stops. Uh rolls over as soon as Mando leaves uh, for a nap. Uh then Fennec spin down again. Mando shows up uh I owe you," she says. "We have a deal." Uh, she hides behind Mando. Oh, this was a, another cool little sequence. Uh, then they're pinned down. Uh, then Boba Fett shows up. Uh, he is uh, this one. I didn't. I, I didn't notice uh, until the second or third time, and I had to ask my daughter. I said, "Did he just launch knee missiles?" I had five exclamation, one, two, three, four, five exclamation, I said, wait a second, and I had to read, I said, did that, did that just happen, or was that my imagination? And she, she knew, it. she said, yeah, it's knee missiles, Dad, what do you, you haven't, what, don't you read Tiger Beat, uh, or whatever, Boba Beat magazine, uh, and I said, no, I have no idea, I mean, it does make sense. Uh Because, you know, having little side, you know, of course, uh, and yeah, you got as long as you know when to activate, as long as it has some sort of uh, protocol, it totally makes sense. Uh, And down, oh, and then the troopers retreat and take off. Uh, Both ships, Bobo gets down his scope, uh, locks on. And does the old, he launches, he aimed at one, but he actually hit, hits the one below it uh, or above it. Uh, does the old ship on ship take out. Uh, somebody says, nice shot. He says, uh, I was aiming for the other one. Right, let's go back to what we have in front of us. Mando's running up the hill. Beautiful sunlight. time would t- say, depending on what time of year it is, it's probably like uh, somewhere between 2 and 5 p.m. Maybe yeah. Maybe around two or three o'clock. Um, Mando tries to get Oso. It looks on. He tries to he's like going through just like there's some sort of magnetic repulsion. Almost gets there, but is uh, thrown back. And I don't know if that's a, a stone or like Oso or whatever. Then Fennec and Boba are running downhill. They watch as the troopers get, come off their ship, uh, and they go right into action. Go, go, go. But they do not really land behind any cover, so they eventually get to some. But, uh, yeah, there's a commander. I guess they wear like an orange uh, shoulder pad, uh, which means they're the boss, uh, and, uh, I don't know if they have Bluetooth speakers on their back, like a lumbar support or what it is. Uh, I would assume it's like ammo or something, but they always have that. Uh, Boba, he hides behind a rock, uh, and he does some hand-to-hand dancing with... Uh, I don't know if that's something that I saw on um, on Tatooine before. I think so, but he is like... Uh, uh, so outclasses the uh, the Stormtroopers. Uh, I mean, to see him versus Mando would be quite the thing, but he's got a little bit more... I think he's like probably a little bit more muscular. Uh, he's... Wow. Yeah. And no nonsense. Then the second round of Troopers go after Fennec, uh, and... There's even a cool distance shot of them going uphill. That's when the mortars start. If you're yellow, I guess is a mortar launcher, and then they're setting up a heavy, you know, heavy cannon. So Fennec kind of takes; you know, she's they're throwing everything they can at her, and she knows she's got to do something before because once they get that, they do start. She somehow outruns the cannon. Which I guess is possible. She's pretty fast. I mean, she was known as like like the, the most effective. I can't remember how Mando said. Yeah, you don't want to mess with Fennec. Uh, last season, in the Gum Chewer, then she does this boulder thing. Now that's just cool. I mean, in a just like the kind of stuff. This is why you like uh, families watch things together. Is in anything with rolling boulders in action, and she's actually running behind the boulder using it as cover, uh, and uh, you know, to advance. The commander meets uh, with uh, Boba Fett, uh, he actually stands him up and then flips him over. Then he looks at the Razor Crest. Oh, okay. So uh, he looks at the Razor Crest. Well, maybe I'll uh, go see what's on board there. He looks like he could be a grouch, like before 10 a.m. Then we have Fennec. Uh, she's outnumbered. I don't know if this is in Angeles National Forest. It does remind me a little bit of it, but like I said, it could be anywhere. Uh, Then we see a second ship coming in. Hasn't landed yet, but it's fast. She takes her helmet off, which she said, what are you doing taking your helmet off? Oh, she throws it, so that's why. Mando wakes up. Uh, Oso's still in the zone. Mando says, okay, well, another whole transport just unloaded. That's it. Uh, Tries to go a third time. Come on, Mando. Third time is not a charm. It gets thrown back, but doesn't go quite as deep, so he's able to stand. And he says, I'm going to protect you. Stay here. I'll be back soon. Someone to watch over me. What Oso's singing in the back of Oso's mind. Uh, Which I think was a movie and a Bond song. Who did Carly Simon sing that, uh, in the, bon, for the Bond movie? Now I'm thinking a baby or the best. Uh, maybe that's what I like. Uh, sorry, Carly. Okay. So also r- rolls up with Fennec, uh, uses the tweeting bird, Tweety birds or whatever they're called. Uses his best car. They team up. Uh, she says, this isn't looking good. He goes, yeah, I've seen worse, uh, he goes, why don't you take off and I'll just deal with these, these, uh, these troopers. Uh, she goes, no, we got a deal because they're surrounded or, or they're in crossfire. So they are in a bit of trouble. But then from the sky comes, uh, not a bird, not a plane, but a Boba, not a Boba ball either, but, uh, tough, uh, you know, a Boba Fett, uh, and he makes quick work, uh, Uses some uh, some other things, but uh, quick work. He uses his wrist stuff, his hand stuff, hand-to-hand. Does some dancing, serious dancing. He uses some sort of jet blaster. This is when he uses the knee stuff. He's got four, one, two. He uses only two of the knee things, and then everybody, the rest of them run. Back to the ship. Back to the ship. Don't. Wouldn't you get? Wouldn't that be it? Well, I guess it ends up being it. But so they get back on a transport. Probably like a, lost seventy percent of two transports worth of, of troopers. Uh, get a slow mo. Uh, Boba. You put, put it on a scope. Think about that. Before when Boba Boba Fett predated the Boba Boba Balls being popular in the U.S by 25 30 years what would boba fett think of boba balls also doesn't disney d- does disney serve boba tea and uh maybe they could call it something else but boba ball boba ball boba's boba ball tea you Don't no brain you can't call it boba's ball, boba you can't call it that uh because it wouldn't make any sense. Uh, Okay, so then there's a flash in the sky. Razor Crest is out. Oh, C-R-A-P. Uh, then Fennec tells Boba, go to your ship. Uh, Boba goes up. Uh, mind scope. Uh, oh, Mando scope. Sea ship. Uh, kid. Direct hit. Uh, dark troopers everywhere. Uh, they fly out, uh, then the industrial music plays, uh, very, this was very pretty, like, uh, n- n- like a nine inch nails, uh, circa 1991, like p- pretty, pr- pretty nine inch nails machine. May- I think of that one, uh. And they said, are they robots? Or are they droids? They have rocket feet. Uh, they surround Oso in a very mechanical-like uh, precision as far as their formations go. They march in. Oso wakes up. His eyes go wide. Looks to his dad, who arrives just as they take off. Uh, you can see Oso looking down, even on the scope. That's a tragedy right there. Uh, Fennec calls in Boba. Calls Boba. They got the baby. Don't let him get away. Infinite. uh, have a lock, uh Stop. Uh, do not hurt the baby. Loose. Follow. A big ship. They're back. Back. Who? The Empire. Uh. This is. Uh, this is in a spice stream. Can see with my own eyes. uh, Crater where the razor crest was. Smoke. uh, Old mantle. Old mantelpiece. uh, Finds the kid's ball. Crushes it almost in his hands. uh, Perfect. Some pocket. Oh, then pockets it. Finds Beskar's staff. uh, Boba impressed. All this, all Beskar. Take a look. Uh, and he, so this is just kind of like, uh, cleaning up. He says, look at my, sh- my chain code. Boba goes to Django Boba five, you're a foundling then, uh, uh, something, the armor belongs to you or, or something is completed. Not well, you uh, ship heads into question mark, question mark, uh navier marshall bridge cute, give legit feed up uh don't worry i'll get back to it but uh i just like what i wrote uh locker scene sharpshooter mayfeld oh ship heads into oh navarro marshall badge gone legit feed up uh Look someone up for me, sharpshooter, Mayfeld, Migs, uh, 50 years, uh, piece of work, uh, spring him. You know how I feel, but these stripes, I mean, rules I have to follow. They have the kid. Hyperspace, uh, then a long shot. Moth Gideon looks in. Uh, Bridge uh, marches off uh, the halls. Oso plays with some stormtroopers. Stop him. Wait. Uh, Oso falls off. Uh, and then 2753, we'll get to it. Pretty much the highlight of my entire life. I don't even know if it was accidental. I mean, it was just uh, synchronicity. But it still made it was like a, pretty much the highlight. I mean, it can't get any better than that. But it makes you Oso oh sleepy. Shows him... The Bard Star The Dark Dark Sabre. Looks they like wrote Bard Sitar. Remember Bard Sitar? Uh that was a made up name. It was a stage name for a sitar player, Bard Sitar. And, and he also played Kitar. Don't get him mixed up with Bard Star. From years past, uh not ready to play. To put an eye out. Uh, you'll have a nice long sleep podcast to listen to. So they say, play the pod, sleep podcast. So Oso oh, will go to sleep. Uh, hyperspace, message to Pershing. Yes, exit. Oso oh, sleeps. They pull out music. Uh, it was directed by Robert Rodriguez. Uh, then we have, uh, I guess this is the, I didn't number these, uh, Boba. So number one is uh, Boba, the ship in the Henge. Uh, number two, Dark Troopers. Number three, Oso on the Rock. Uh, number four, Boso, B- Boba's Bridge Cockpit. Number five, Stormtroopers in Transport. Number six, Hinge from Above. Uh, uh, number seven, Henge Lights, Dark Troopers. Number eight, I don't know, I lost, already lost count, Razorcrest Out. Nine, Oso Cries with the Dark Troopers or Flies with the Dark Troopers. Ten, Oso Plays with the Storm Troopers. And eleven, Boba Ship Navarro. So that was everything in my notes. So here we go. There's a Razor Crest goes bye bye. Really goes bye bye. I don't know if that was digital because it looked practical. Uh, then Fennec says, Bulba get your ship." Uh, Oso sighs. I mean, uh, Mando sighs. Uh, looks up. Uh, does a scope. Sees the, the whatever the spaceship. We see Oso sleeping. And we see, yeah, direct hit. uh, Have the Dark Troopers been engaged? This is uh, Moff Gideon. Momentarily, we see them fly out uh, in tight, tight formation, like almost like they're one ship uh, flying. Five, four of them, four or five. One, two. It's tough to tell. I think there's five or four. And this is like, uh, getting into that, uh, Lord of the Rings territory. Even, the, uh, I mean, the setting. So it looks like there's four of them. I don't know how many of the ring, ring, ring bears there were, but they land, they got also oh so surrounded. Mando and Fennec are running really fast, uh. They do a slow walk in from all four directions. Uh, Oso wakes up. Says, Mama, Papa? And he looks right at his dad when they pick him up and take off. Uh, and Mando can't believe it. He does a zoom in, and makes eye contact with Oso. That's the tragedy moment for sure. It was, you know, there groans at my house. uh. They got the baby. Don't let him get away. Boba says, affirmative. He's got some red, cool red scopes, got a lock. Uh, stop him, but don't hurt the child. And they say, well, that's not possible, so just uh, forget it. Okay, I'll follow him. So he follows, uh, watches. I mean, those troopers are fast, too, like little rockets. And... Um, and I think Boba's ship is well-known for being unviewable, even though we're viewing it. So I think that probably fills in any questions about, uh, they say they're back. Uh, he leans forward in his cockpit. I can't believe it. Uh, the Outer Rim's protected by the New Republic, not a spice stream. It's an Imperial cruiser heading down. So he heads down. They jump to hyperspace, and Mando's looking through the wreckage of his ship. That's when he finds, I don't know what he finds. It's something from, like, uh, something I remember it was doing. I can't remember, though. Looks like something you put on your mantelpiece, so. They're watching him go through the garbage. Or, not garbage, I'm sorry, Mando. Wreckage. Couple flywheels. He finds the ball, though. Size, oh man, and holds it in the holds it in the palm of his hand, puts it in his pocket or his shoulder. You can kind of see that Bulba and Fennec really feeling for him. They know he loves this baby, and he picks up the staff, and uh, then there's, well, this this guy's got honor. That's why the, I mean so. Mando starts walking towards them. This is when Boba shows him the chain code. All that survived, uh, Beskar. 100% yo. Take a look at my chain code. So, it's been in this armor for 25 years. And that's me. That's my dad. I'm Boba Fett. My dad was Jango Fett, uh, and Mando goes, okay, your father was a foundling. Yeah. Uh, fought in the Mando Civil Wars. Mandalorian says, yeah, your armor belongs to you. Appreciate its return. Our deal is complete. Uh, not quite. Uh, we promised to protect a child. So for the armor, we're not stopping until it's done. And uh, until the child's back in your safety, we're in your debt. Uh, Fennec nods, They take off. They go, and then we see. Well, then we see him going in to Navarro, I guess, and landing. And you see, wow! I never thought I knew know some of these towns so well. But uh, and then he's looking. Marshal the New Republic. Got your badge. She throws it at her. Heard you're gone. Legit. Too legit to quit. She says. Or to ban the rules, except uh in this case, locate someone mm, whatever, uh Mig Mads uh Mayfeld. M- Mads Mayfeld or Miggs Mayfeld. Apprehended Neil the Dolestri system. Migs Mayfeld. Carthon Chopfields, fifty years, uh real piece of work. What do you want? Uh I need to help me get uh, my Gideon's cruiser. You know how I feel about the Empire. But these stripes, i uh, got to follow the rules now. Mando thinks they have the kid. And then she just, she tilts her head, that's it, you know. Then we see the cruiser, the Imperial cruiser, whatever, New Order cruiser and. uh and they're not listening to New Order, but it's one of the few times I think I've seen from the bridge of a ship them flying in hyperspace. And then, uh, Moff Gideon goes downstairs. I don't know if it's necessarily downstairs. I just felt like it was. He's marching down the halls. And so we see Oso playing with the stormtroopers, uh, roughhousing for sure. And they say, should we stop him? And, uh, he doesn't he just has Moff Gideon just has a curious look on his face. And he almost grins. Uh, and we also kinda see that maybe some of the hesitancy of um uh, Shokitano is correct, because also is really rough housing. I mean he is under extreme circumstances. I'm not I'm not taking sides, but he's tired. And this is it. The moment that changed my life, twenty seven Twenty-seven, fifty-one got very good with that, uh, but it makes you oh so sleepy. Uh, and he says, but it makes you oh so sleepy. Then he shows oh so the dark saber, which does look cool, pretty cool. It's different than a lightsaber. It's pointy. It looks like more like uh, you, you could also use it for some dicing and chopping. But oh so kind of reaches out. He says, oh no. Can't use that uh, And he stands over Oso you're not ready to play with such things you put an eye out uh Oso tries to use his power but he goes no nah, you could use his sleep uh then they play a sleep podcast uh delivered like uh, it's one of those ways you deliver it without a speaker though. He calls Oso it uh and they says when we get out of hyperspace you get a message to doctor Pershing we're ready for business, and he marches off. He's glaring a little bit. He also seems like he's limping, uh, per uh, uh, Moff Gideon, and then also sleeping. And we do a slow pull out, and that's the end of the episode. Uh, and here comes uh, Wendy Marstrap. Hey everybody, do either do back here? Oh no, I'm so oh boy. Hi. My name is Wendy Marstrap. I'm here with Dewey the Dewback. I'm on the back of Dewey the Dewback. Also, Scooter wanted me to tell people, do do dewbacks have Dewey backs? And I'd say, well, they do sometimes. Uh, Now, sometimes it's hard to tell if it's do or do, you know, okay, so there's do, depending on where Dewey is. Now, if I, okay, another question that came up in many of the thousands of emails I get. And it becomes very confusing for me to answer these emails. And I say, Scooter, who's sending these emails? And he says, It's all it's all fiction, do we? Just keep it, just stay in character. Don't ask these questions. And I say, Okay, but in my heart I feel so many questions. Email. Never heard of it. Uh, and I say, Is it like sending a gram? And Scooter said, Exactly. Same thing. It's just it's just our fictional term. And I say, see, ever since this cloaked figure came in, uh, riding this vehicle that uh, he said was a fan fiction fantasy, and then he said, no, I'm sorry, this is a fun time performance machine for Fester's uh, fun time fun show. That I, That's what I really work for. Oh, I'm not supposed to talk about that? Sorry, Scooter. Okay, so... What was I told? Ta- oh, do Dewey do okay, so do, do, have I drank dew do, do off of Dewey's back? Yes, because uh, as part of my dewback training, I said, well, if sometime I'm really thirsty, I could drink dew off of Dewey's back if it's the morning. If there's dew ba- on Dewey's back and it's not the morning, don't drink it. I learned that too. That is dewback sweat, which you could say is dew on the back of a dewback, but it's not dew. It's ew gross it's duback sweats. Also, if you're riding on a dubac, apparently you you can sweat on a dewback, or your sweat could if you're just riding like on a blanket, eventually you you and the duback could sweat. So wash your blankets if you're like because then you have double the d- not the dew. So we were talking about some stuff. One thing I noticed is scooter it's grief carga. He doesn't know. That's G-R-E-E-F, CARGA, K-A-R-G-A. Now, grief's been in the world. Uh, it was, according to this level, like, uh, it was an idea that John Favreau had, portrayed by Carl Weathers, who they knew in another director's guild of a Amer- Scooter, what's the America again? Weathers directed episode, The Siege, which is this is what we're talking about here tonight. uh, One of the things and uh, you originally operated on a bar on planet Navarro running the uh, the guild. And uh, then in the second season, uh, he's a magistrate of Navarro. Navarro, though, spelled N-E-V-A-R-R-O and myth roll that's the other one scooter Headro myth roll m y t h myth roll like when you roll with a myth without two ls and myth roll is uh was in chapter one the first episode of uh, the mandalorian got to, he's blue skinned and amphibious uh fins on his face and he uh w- like uh, works he's a bookkeeper uh, for, uh, Grief Cargas. Grief Carga, it's not Cargas. I get mixed up because even that w you know, spending so much time with Scooter and I think that's all, uh, uh, now he's played by a big fan of Star Wars though, Horatio Sands, which Scooter said did a great job. Uh, do we need anything else about, uh, I don't know if we need any more to tell you about Grief Carga, Scooter. Keep practicing. Macaroon, macaroon, M-A-C-A-R-O-N, Macaron, M-A-C-A-R-O-N. is a cookie. Uh, it's a meringue-based confection with egg, icing sugar, granulated sugar, almond meal, and food coloring. It goes all the way back in your world to Catherine de Medici in the Renaissance, probably. Uh, ganache, buttercream, or jam filling between two cookies, akin to a sandwich cookie. So, yeah, and it gets mixed up with a macaroon. Macaroon, macaroon, maybe. Also had speeder bikes in this episode. Uh, What do we need to know about speeder bikes? Jump speeders or hover bikes or swoop bikes or just swoops uh, fast. They use a repulsor lift engine. And let's see. What else you need to know? There's a there's a couple different ones. There's the seventy four Z, that's an Imperial Scout Trooper's bike. We've probably seen it in this episode. There's the Sith Speeder. Uh, we've seen uh, Darth Maul riding that one. There's a Bark Speeder. Spark is it Bark's. Wor- it's worse than its bite though. And those are uh, during the, clone, the uh, I don't know, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, clone Troopers, that was by Aerotech Repulsor Company. Oh, because it was named after the Specialist Clone Troopers. By Biker Advanced Recon Commandos. Blaster cannons, 15 feet long. Can go up to 320 miles an hour. Uh, the Sith Speeder, 400 miles an hour. And uh, the uh, Z- 74Z, uh, um, 310 miles an hour. So that's a little bit about speeder bikes. How about that? Uh, oh, Alderaan. Alderaan comes up a few times. So let's cover Alderaan. Uh, according to this, it's a fictional planet, but it's just a planet mi- planet involved in myth, uh, terrestrial, humanoid habits. Uh, uh, Famously, Princess Leia Organa has uh, lived there, as well as other characters we're well aware of. Uh, is Coruscant on there? Capital Planet of the Galaxy prefiguring the planet Coruscant. No, Coruscant's a planet, Scooter. Come on. Uh, it's been a lot of episodes. Uh, it a uh, small green gem of a world, according to one of the novels. Uh, grasslands, plains, mountain ranges, forests, no ocean, but it has a semi frozen polar sea. Sounds beautiful. Lakes and rivers to, to visit. Rich biodiversity. Oh, you can't visit it, though. Sometimes I forget when I'm doing this. Uh, I get so involved. Dem- it was a democratic society, constitu- hereditary. Constitutional monarchy, Alderinian place high Senate promotion of peace through demilitarization. I don't understand how it can be both those things, but that's beyond me. So that you know, that's a little bit about Alderon. What about Moff Gideon now? Moff Gideon is a primary antagonist, a uh, leader of a remnant of the fallen Galactic Empire. Giancarlo Esposito plays the Mandalorian, recruited uh, to do so. Very ambitious, uh, but, you know, he's not all or nothing, neither good nor bad. He's trying to restore order to a lawless galaxy. And uh, similar to, uh, he's got a similar outfit to Darth Vader. Backstory, a few details have been revealed. Uh, apparently he was, played a role in the Great Purge, in oppressive combat uh, dealing with the Mandalorians. So that's why they don't, you know, he's strongly disliked by them. Uh, the term Moff is a title for a high-ranking Imperial officer who served as a governor of a specific sector of space for the Empire uh obviously after the fall of the empire gideon's life changed drastically and he became he leads its own remnant of the empire as the character term character caradun states uh he thought he was already dealt with by the rebels who became the you know then they became the the the, you know what i mean when the power changes hands so i think that's a little bit about it uh I just want to have a little bit of the behind the scenes, you know, of Moff Gideon. That's one Scooter can say. And I say, okay, well, can you work on some of the other ones? Finally, let's talk. Let's see what came up in this episode twelve, the siege. I thought that's what we were covering, but uh, I was thinking the Jedi. Yeah, I we think we covered the siege. Uh, so let's go on to the Jedi. That's what Scooter meant for me to do. So we have Ashoka Tano. A H A Soka. Not Ashoka. Ashoka. Scooter is Ashoka Tano. Uh, and this one we'll probably cover because Scooter had a lot of questions about this that he forgot to note. But. Rosario Dawson plays the character, Jedi Padawan of Anakin Skywalker, protagonist of the animated film The Clone Wars uh, and the subsequent television series, and was in Star Wars Rebels. He has a voiceover cameo in Rise of Star Wars. Ashley Eckstein plays uh, Voices, Satano and uh, Ashoka Ahsoka. Uh, It took a while for the character to become well-rounded. And voice acting appearance. uh, Design appearance has evolved over the years. Uh, Let's see. Uh, But Scooter said, uh, like, a pseudo-samurai look. Uh, I just don't know if she's wearing a head or that's part of, like, uh, where's all that kind of information? You know, I'm kind of on my own with this one. you know, working with Scooters great sometimes, but so it says uh, like I uh, said what uh nickname oh, tor- tag tagrota tagrota are a species from the planet Shili, S H I L I, humanoid race uh distinguished by their three and rarely four leku L E K K U uh also, sometimes known as head tails, which are striped to help them blend in with their natural surroundings. So, it is part of her natural head scooter. And uh, they also are involved in M um, A T I N G ING, or K, you know, not, I guess you probably would kiss a, kiss one. Colors of Tag Rutas uh, range from red, most common, orange, yellow, blue, even white. They also have a form possess a form of passive acoustic echolocation by means of their hollow mandrels. So that's information that we now know is like yeah, that's a part of her head, Scooter, not a headpiece. Uh, what else do we need to know from that episode before we say goodnight to everybody? Well, Scooter said Michael Bean was the actor that played uh, Lang, and he was in a couple of classic films, uh, really good movies uh, from uh, more than just a couple, Scooter, but uh, yeah, some very good classic movies, uh, Kyle Reese, Dwayne Hicks, so beloved beloved performer. And so that was, like he said, well, that's an interesting role from here as not a good per. I mean, I guess more of a meet. Well, he tried to double cross, though. So, yeah. We won't get into Grand Admiral Thrawn, Thrawn-, Thrawn because uh, that one will have to wait for, you know, uh, later development because that's probably important in the next season. And we don't want to have to, go, you know, uh, you know, mess that up at all. So that's it. That's it. Uh, I'm here. I'm uh, your friend Wendy Marstrap and uh, my Dewey back bringing you facts uh, from this fictional, you know, from your fic- to you, from my real world to your fictional world. Uh, performing, I feel just like uh, uh, one of my favorite uh, Hollow Stars, Frulnan Lafonda. Good night.